Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We've got tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. So today is episode 266, Decorating Blunders and How to Fix Them. And if you'd like to check out the show notes for today's episode, head to decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 266. Today, we're going to be talking about sort of the smallish size blender, you know, not the big giant blender that you have to call in professionals to do. These might be just things that you've done that uh, you wish you hadn't done or choices that you've made or something that you made a hole in the wall or all these little things. And maybe you're just living with them. Or maybe you just don't know how to undo them. And so today we're going to give you some tips in that so you're regard. Not, that doesn't mean you're going to be going over the toothpaste in the hole in the wall. Is that what we're going over today? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? It's always an option. Okay. Exactly. So anyway, you want to kick it off, Nita Jean? I would love to. And I think this is one of the biggest blunders I have ever made. And I think I'm not the only one. And that is going shopping, trying to find things that work in a room that you don't like. Oh. Now, you're trying to find things you don't... Say that again. Okay. So I'm going to rephrase it a different way. Okay. You're not going to try to find things you do not like. (laughs) No, no, no. It was to find things that go in a room that you no longer like the way it's decorated. Oh, I got you. Right. Yeah. So it's like yes, you're, yes. you're, you don't like your room. You don't like the way it looks, but then you take the fabrics in that room with you shopping to match them. Mm, and you don't that, like it anyway. No, no, but you feel like it has to go with what you have. I actually did oh. that. And I remember, I remember being in the furniture store and looking at the samples and looking at the new fabrics and just telling myself, I can't, I'm embarrassed for anyone to even see these fabrics here. I can't even show them to a, a person that works here. And I just remember, you know, throwing them on the floor and I mean, not really throwing them on the floor, but I just remember at that point deciding, forget this. I am going to start from scratch. This furniture is going bye-bye because I can't stand it. It, uh, Kelly's talked about that point where the kids had just destroyed the furniture. That's where we were. We were at a new phase. The kids had just kind of ruined the old furniture. It was time for something new anyway. That's, you know, that is a really good point, Anita, because it's just like you're throwing good money after bad. Yes. So it's, it's like, you know, two wrongs don't fix a right. That's right. Or or don't make it right. Anyway, whatever, however that makes it, however you say that. If you don't like your room at all, you don't like stuff, then think about how you can start transitioning to a new look rather than continuing to buy things that go with that look. The other thing I wanted to add on this is when you are transitioning to a new look, which I went from my Tuscan look to the whites and and blues. And it was not pretty during the transition because I couldn't afford to do everything all at once. But once I was done, 
I was, it was so worth it. So and I'm just saying there may be a, an ugly transition time, but it's going to be worth it. And I think we'd all rather live with a lot less, like take a lot of it out and just right. live with it like that. Exactly. For a while, because I think I, I so agree with you. And, you know, I think that happens to all of us. Um, and, but then you just don't want that cluttered, you know, we talk about cross holidation. This is cross decoration. And you sort of <laughs> don't want that because they fight. And see, that would be hard for me then to visualize what does the end product look like when I'm having half of the old stuff in there that doesn't look right with the new stuff I'm bringing in. Sometimes you can't replace a sofa, but you can throw a light colored throw over it. You know what I'm saying? But all the other things maybe need to go. I think that's so, that is just so on. Here's another one. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of going to like uh, um, these stores where you can buy all kinds of great decor. We know, you know, those stores, those stores. And I take a shopping cart and I just love too many things. Like, oh, I love those white dishes, but oh, look at these pink ones that have these pretty flowers. And oh, look at that, you know, um, Mongolian pillow, but also look at that wool throw. And gosh, I really like that lamp. And we could like things, but, but we've talked about this before. You can't, it's good to like everything, but it's not good to bring everything home. And you've got to resist that urge because sometimes I'll bring things home just because I loved it and couldn't pass it up. And sometimes that's a good thing. The table that's now in um, one of my guest bedrooms, it's an odd shaped uh, table, little small, like nightstand or end table that was hand painted in a, uh, uh, um, a, it's like a zebra pattern, but it's brown and brown and tan. And it sat in my basement for two years. And I'm thinking, you know, and then I thought, oh my gosh, it'd be perfect. Now that worked. But how many things sit in my basement or in my closet because I don't know what to do with them and I love them. And and I've just learned, Yvonne, filter down, you know, use use your brain like a filter. Don't look for those things that you love so much. I mean, obviously, I could have taken those things back. But to me, that's time. And my time is precious. So when you go to these places that have so many beautiful things, you know, stay within your style. Stay within your style. Because that if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Well, you know, Yvonne, that was one of my decorating blenders I was going to mention is not knowing your style. So that's what you're talking about. Huge. Was you bought something that didn't really go with your style. But if you don't know what your style is, then you're going to do it over and over again. And if you know your style, it's okay to love everything. You can enjoy it in the, in the, in the store. You don't have to bring it home to enjoy it. You, but then you can think about what would go with, with what is in your style, what would go and flow with your room, what, what would give it a curated look. And then you can pick out from there the things that you like need and love. Like, a, you know, you may love that M- Mongolian pillow, but it, it just wouldn't look right in your house. Now, I can't imagine that because I love them and use them. But, you know, who knows? Or, you know, I may not need that wool throw because it's the wrong color. So it's so important to nail your 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 style down. I can't even tell you how important that is. It's it costs, it saves you money, it saves you headaches, it saves you frustration, it saves you from making a bad decision, and most of all, it saves you from getting stuck. And I think that if you make decorating blunders and you sort of don't know how to get over them, you become stuck 
And if you know your decorating style, that really helps. So Okay. So Ivana is saying it, you should know your style, hone it. Yes. And practice it. Through mm-hmm. to avoid the blunders. But here, what if you've made some blunders? Like let's well, no, get back to the toothpaste I'm- on the wall. Can what? I go back to this for just one second? Mm-hmm. Sure. I, the thing I wanted to mention is if you don't know your decorating style and you want to know, we have some tips on how to do that in episode two. So go back to decoratingtipsandtricks.com oh, yes. slash two. Okay, Kelly. Oh, very nice. Back to you. Episode two. I think I might have to re-listen to that one. <laughs> that was a long time ago. That um, was. Yeah. So let's let's think about some specific things that people may have done or, you know, in the past or no names need to be mentioned. So, well, that um, was good. one. Oh, I, like I just this. bought all kinds of stuff because I didn't, how to fix it is know your style. So, right. mm-hmm. but I'm saying our listeners don't have to be raising their hands or anything. We don't need to know who made these blunders. We're just going to tell you how to fix it. So how about hanging your art too high? Big people blunder. do that. Or they hang something that's too small, or you just grab that hammer and go for it. Okay. It doesn't mean it has to stay there forever. Yeah. It's a pain in the neck to fix your wall, but you know, living with something that just doesn't literally sit right on the wall and you're seeing it every day is super annoying and would just sort of be like this niggly thing that you don't like about the room. So Depending on your room, depending on what's under it, whether it's a sofa or if it's just, uh, you know, an entry type wall where there's no furniture under it, you know, you need to, you can Google around, you can listen to some of our podcast episodes. We've done ones about hanging things, hanging art, hanging gallery walls and things like that. Um, we can even put links in this show notes to those other episodes so you can get an idea. Uh, but just, just change it. You're going to be mm-hmm. so much happier. And yes, you can squirt some white toothpaste into the wall <laughs> and get away with it. But I wouldn't do that really. I mean, only if you are, you know, like had to do it and people were coming in in a second or you were immediately going to close on your house and sell it. Maybe stick some toothpaste in the wall. But there's easy fixes for it. It doesn't have to be a, an entire repaint job. Or maybe you move it down to the right height and you decide to create a gallery wall and you put something above it and on either side and you can <laughs> fix it by covering the holes. Things like that. So I think that you should, if you're not happy with the way you hung something on the wall, it just doesn't seem right to you. Or maybe you don't even, uh, you don't realize it, but you're just not appreciating that piece of art, that photo, as much as you thought you were going to, maybe it's in the wrong spot. So Mm -hmm. learn about where it should be in your particular situation and move it. Can we stay on the art subject? Let's talk about choosing the wrong art. I think that that's, you know, you can love a piece and you think it's going to work and you get it home and it's not, it doesn't really work in your house. And I think it's so important that you can take a piece of art back so know that policy before you buy it, because if you if you hang it and go, oh, well, I'm stuck with it. Maybe I can find a place in my house for it. You are not going to be happy. So take all, down all that art you don't like. I'd rather see a bare wall than a wall uh, that has art that I really don't like, because you're going to look well, at it every day. I think you've, you're on to something you're, there, Yvonne. And the interesting thing is, I think we go out and say... I need a piece of artwork this size and it needs to have this colors in it, these colors to go in this room. And when you go out with that approach, I think you end up buying something that's mass produced and not really something that you're in love with. 
Exactly. So I do recommend exactly. that you try to find some original artwork or find some artists on Instagram or on Pinterest or someplace where you can buy their artwork. And maybe it's not an original. Maybe that's too expensive. It might not be, though. Maybe you can just get a print. But try to find something really meaningful to you rather than just something that they happen to have at the store. Because the there's so much impersonal artwork out there that doesn't mean anything to you or anyone else. And it makes me so sad to see that on the wall when there's so many talented, incredible artists that probably have something meaning, meaningful that they've painting, painted that you would adore on your walls. And yeah. Exactly. And don't keep art that you've grown out of, that you've grown bored with, that you're tired of, but, oh, it's the right size and it fills the space. Don't do that to yourself. You know, maybe keep the frame. Have Try to get something that's about that same size. Put a mat in it and then a frame if, you, if it's the size that you want. But don't settle for art on your walls that you just don't love. Yeah. And, you know, something else that I see a lot of, and I've been so guilty of this, I'll admit it right off the start here, is getting a rug that's the wrong size. And when oh. I say the wrong size, you know what I mean. Too oh, small. we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Too small because you look at the price and you say, well, do I really need the bigger size? Oh my goodness. It's several hundred dollars more. Get the bigger size. So then you go with the discounted, you know, the smaller rug, you put it in your room and you think, oh, well, it looks skimpy. And then it would actually, and when your rug is too skimpy, it actually looks better without the rug than having the rug. So if you've bought the rug that is too small and you can't return it, you can use one of our tricks that we do talk about in our rug episodes, and that is to put a larger size sisal or other neutral rug underneath, and that acts as an extender, and you'll be much happier. And and actually, that layers, it gives you an added layer, and it's a very, very becoming look. Yeah, yeah, I think we've both used it. I don't know if you've used it, Kelly, but I know Yvonne and I both. Yeah, and, and not only that, your base layer then maybe doesn't have to be the best rug in the world. It just has to be the right color. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. How about just arranging your furniture? Sometimes your furniture just lands someplace or you just think everything needs to be pushed up against the wall and that's just where the sofa is. And unless you're needing to have your sofa in front of a television or something like that. If you've got some play in the room, if you're feeling like this, just the room is just not working for you, this is so much fun. In addition to being, um, you know, good physical exercise, fun to do (laughs) and therapeutic and can really make you happier with your room. Just start moving all that furniture around. Mm -hmm. Try it in different spaces. And don't do it. Just don't do it for like five minutes by yourself and step back and look. Leave it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And see if you can get used to it. Live with it for a little bit. Exactly. And see if it works better. I think there's some things about rooms where people don't create the kind of flow which feels natural and good. Mm -hmm. And when you don't, the room is never going to resonate well with you. It's not going to feel right if you need to go around this ottoman or there's a big hole over here and then there's too much on the other side. You know, we've discussed Mm -hmm. balance and symmetry and all those things. But the, the proof is in how it feels. So start moving the stuff around until it feels good. And don't just yeah. move it for five seconds and put it back to the other way. And don't listen to other people right off the bat. Let them live with it too. 
I think that's a great idea. Sometimes we uh, have furniture pushed against the wall. So think about if you can pull some furniture away from the wall, a lot of times that helps the room. And also, is there some piece of furniture that you're always knocking into in the middle of the night? Or I know um, I've, I've got to get the trunk out from the base of our bed at the farm because in the middle of the night, if Kevin gets up, he runs into it. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> I well, no, I wanted to get rid of it. He's like, ah, oh, keep it. I'm like, really? Because you only have two toes left. I can't. <laughs> oh, I can't keep really? it. Okay. Can you put it on Ouch. another wall? Right. You're waking no, me no, every time you break a toe. It's a, it's no, no. But I, but I'm happy to just move it out and sell it. Okay. I'd here's, be delighted to do that for him. <laughs> here's the thing about sometimes moving furniture. You know, you know how wonderful my Bobby is, and he truly is. The and I'm not bad mouthing him, but the one thing that he does really does two things. He doesn't like to put a hole in the wall and then redo it. He will, but I get that look, like mm-hmm. that grumbly look. The other thing is, is he does not like to move furniture. And and I, you know, I've got big pieces, so I can't move like the one big hutch cabinet that we have. And I've just gotten sort of, and I just get this idea in my head, and it just eats at me until I can try it. And I'll say, Bobby, how are you feeling today? Like, can I make you, <laughs> can I make you a drink, honey? You know, <laughs> cocktails before furniture moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, um, a bourbon oh, and ginger yeah. does the world for him. But then I'll say. If I want this, to, can we, can you help me move this over here? But if I don't like it, I need you to move it back. And oh, yeah. that's the part that sort of is over Just the Just don't top. say that part. <laughs> Just don't say that. Cross that bridge when you get to oh, it. Oh, no, no. Well, but he, then he'll go, well, we moved it once already. This is good here. So. Yeah, this is, you, you we moved one it move 10 years year. ago when we right. moved in. Yeah. It doesn't need yeah. to be moved And then I'll again. say, but it's for work. It's for work. Oh, and, like, it's for yeah, work. Yeah. Oh. I, and then he's going like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Here's a blunder that happens and so easy to fix. The blunder is maybe you didn't you know, go for the super duper cushions when you bought your sofa. Yvonne has shared her personal sofa woes with us in the past. And... Or maybe they're just a little worn out, and but you're not ready to, you know, dive in and buy a new sofa. How about just flipping and rotating? Do people do that? Do they think about it? Yeah, it's a great way to rejuvenate your sofa or your chairs. Mm-hmm. I do it when I vacuum. I'm always shocked. Okay, can I just tell you, shocked? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to share appalled. a photo, but. I am appalled at when I, <laughs> this is my lovely sofa that, that's in my living room. That the really gray one. Only, yeah, only I really sit on that. And occasionally the girls will sit on there to tickle mm. the dogs because the dogs are on there normally. And my dogs don't eat food or popcorn or anything like that on this sofa. I don't understand how crummy things get under the cushions. So every time I vacuum the house, I take it all apart. I mean, there's only three cushions, but I take it apart and I vacuum all in there. So it's nice and tidy. And then to the extent I can, you know, because some of the cushions have the little sort of wedge out, you know, because they go around the arm and stuff like that. You you have limitations mm-hmm. on how much you can move them around, but certainly you can flip them. You can change the, the places of them because I know when I go in there, I always sit on the one side of the sofa that has the little table next to it because I want, want to put my tea or my pen or something down. So that one over years will be 
more squished in than the other one. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, you maybe you made a blender and got the wrong cushions, or maybe you just, you know, it's just through use and you haven't thought of it, but flip all your cushions, vacuum them off and get it. If they have, um, the uh, welting or the piping, you know, just sort of get your vacuum in there, get the, all that stuff out of there. And it's going to really refresh your furnishings. Kelly, I, be very I, happy. Can't, I can't believe you said that. I mean, and between the two of you, I've checked off four of the things on my list. Oh, really? Because mine was uncomfortable furniture. And I didn't oh. think of that, but I did think of what do you do if you have a piece of furniture that goes south? Uh, you can have it restuffed or or have the foam put back in it. Um, and can I just give you a little update on my sofa? <clears throat> you know, the one yes, that I was yes, so unhappy about <clears throat> and that yes. I kept saying, I love the, the fabric, the slip covers, everything cleans so well. So the last time that we, we put it, uh, we had the take, took all the, um, um, you know, the slipcovers off it was a couple months ago and I had it washed. And one of, I have somebody who helps me around the house and she put it all back on and it seemed like it stopped. It's just got awful since then. And so I was so frustrated about a week ago. I pulled them all off here. They were stuffed back in the, in their um, slipcovers wrong. Oh, so instead of, because, you know, the seat cushions are longer than they are and they're shorter in depth. Yeah. They were put in the wrong way. So uh, no I, names need to be mentioned. Yes. No, I wondered that. why there was like a four inch gap, you know, uh-huh. as you'd settle in. And I kept saying, I'm falling in this crack. I really can't stand this. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, 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 and I mean, my eyes just got like big as saucers and, Thank goodness the my really good friend who helps me was there and she redid them. Now the back of the cushions are still just falling down. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I just bought a new sofa. And yeah. and the sofa is sort of fine. I'm glad I'm getting a new sofa because I don't love how it sits. But we're going to put because we're redoing our basement this winter. So I'm just going to put it in the basement. So it's the, the tale of woe ended with, it was a little happy because it did get fixed so I can still use the sofa somewhere else. But well, you better be all. mixing up some bourbon and ginger cocktails. Ah! If Bobby's going to no. take the sofa down the basement. That's already making listen, me feel get that bar uh, nervous. Cart I, I've no. already said to him, Bobby, by this weekend, you have to have... I have what? a dresser sitting in the hallway upstairs because we had to redo our, you know, the, one of the guest rooms because of yeah. my son's allergies. And I have a, I have a, a dresser sitting up there. I got a new chair for our family room that's sitting in the living room. And I've got this sofa. And I said, all three of those pieces of furniture need to find themselves in the basement this weekend. So well, I gave him the gonna, time. I line. think I have Bobby's phone number from when we were in Haven. You know, yes. I'm going to just text him one word, golf. Like make some, make some that's, dates hey, this weekend, That's Bobby. where he is today. I have no problem with his golfing, <laughs> but I do need him to help the table. He says, there's not a lot of room there. I said to him, well, make room. <laughs> I think he make wanted room. me to go down and make the room. I'm thinking, uh-uh, I'm not doing this one. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. Oh, my god. But gosh. anyway, my tale of woe has a happy ending. Oh, well, that's as they good. all should. So make well, here, sure your cushions a- are properly put on 
your yes. your sofas and things and do turn them. It's so important and fluff them. Yeah. As if the cushion turns. Yeah. <laughs> Filling it or whatever. Yes. Okay. One thing that's going to make you so much happier, especially if you have put mirrors in all the rooms like we tell you to. Mm-hmm. The lighting. The lighting, mm. ladies and gents. Oh, it's I was just be gonna better. say that. There you go. Yes. Good for you. And you know what is key? Is is lighting that is below chin level. I want to be perpetually uplit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would like to maybe I would just have a little a little light in my uh, my like the front of my shoe or something like that all the time. Very nice. So you need to have three sources of lighting at least in a room. Uh, we have podcasts where we've gone really deep into that and giving you all kinds of ideas, you know, whether under counter, this, like that, all the lighting episodes that we have done in the past. But this is a blunder that I see all the time. I'll go into somebody's house and they turn on the light. You're like, whoa, I did it. Just, you know, I'm, I'm admitting it. Whatever. You feel like you're, you know, in an interrogation room. Yes. Not yes. in a, in a That's living room. That's that overhead bedroom. lighting. Yeah. Or uh, is someone performing surgery in here? Like, we don't need that. We well, need here's different a reason, sources of lighting. Here's a reason not, here's a reason to listen to besides it might be a little more warm and inviting. Yes. I used to do portrait photography. The worst time, you know, what's the worst time of day to take a picture of somebody outside? 12 noon. At noon because the okay. lighting is directly the overhead. Is directly overhead. Mm-hmm. Boom! You've said it. Do you, if you want to look like Boris Karloff, you know, oh. in the movies, you know, <laughs> with, with the the bad shadows. Yeah. If, so it's not then, you, ladies. You, it's the lighting. If you <laughs> want those shadows under if your you, eyes to go down below your nose, use if overhead lighting. If you want to look good in your room, put some lamps in there. You're yes. going to look so much better. Oh, and it's let so me tell easy. You. Yes. It's so easy. I, when I go, I love to go get my hair cut because I love the guy who cuts my hair. My dude, Max, and I, we have so much fun together. And a decorator that I know from town designed the studio. So, But I, I don't like to go there because the only thing I don't like about it, I should say, is that I have to look at myself in the mirror for the hour plus that he's doing my hair. Mm-hmm. And there is a light. Each one of the stations has a light like over high hat light, oh. you know, a can light right over the chair. So you have this light like shining down on you and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and then, you know, then you get your hair washed and then you look kind of like a wet dog and then you're sitting there and you're thinking, <laughs> do I look this bad all the time? Like, how does this happen? If well, you they know, just put little lamps, yeah. I, I'm suggesting each one of the, the hairdressers because they're in the business of maybe people look good. Why yes. would you want to go in? And same thing in dressing rooms. And shame it's on them for you. not knowing that. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's not you in lighting. that bathing suit. It's the lighting in the dressing room. It's over your head. Nobody's going to look up. Here's another side lesson. Don't go out in the bathing suit at noon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Only swim parties after four. Yeah. Or, or in the dark for me right now. <laughs> oh, and you'll save your skin too. Oh, stop That's it. true. It's all okay. about saving your skin. I have oh another gosh. one that is Bring just it. such a blunder. Don't get too matchy-matchy with anything you do in your house. Oh, Whether it's furniture or fabric, you just don't want things to look too matched up. You want things to coordinate and be interesting instead of being matchy. And the way that you can fix that is break up. Like, you know, you don't want to go to the store that has the, the, um, 
bed in a bed in a bag, you know, that has the dust ruffle and the duvet and the pillow shams, and they all sort of match a little bit too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You want to buy those yeah. individually. And it's okay if I, I just did a part of a reveal of my master bedroom and in the light, my my beautiful raw linen dust ruffle doesn't look quite it doesn't match the other things. And in real life, it goes together well, but it does not match. And somebody said, oh, Yvonne, I don't like how that looks together. And I'm thinking, she must think it had to match. Do you know what I'm saying? So you've got to get out of that mindset. She was very bold. To oh, say. <laughs> I have. I, I love my readers, but they will tell know. me what they like and don't I like. I not mention that. Well, I know. Well, you know, some people's filters are more intact than others, but I, I just take it with a grain of salt. And I'm just so glad that they comment, you know, that they yes. have, they feel no, comfortable it's joining to in the it. conversation. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I'm just joking. Well, I wanted to say something about the art. Uh, now, I didn't mention it before because we had talked a lot about the art, but, you know, it's coming to mind again when you're saying this. Your your art doesn't have to match. Bing, absolutely. I'm so your glad you said that. Your art could be art, you mm-hmm. know, and that's okay. Art for art's sake. I mean, you know, sure, I wouldn't buy a fourteen ninety nine poster that completely didn't match <laughs> what I was doing. But if it's a real work of art, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to match your pillow. It can stand alone. Yes, it can. Right. But make sure it's good art, like cheap art or yeah, reproduction. Got to be good. They art. they can't stand alone because they there's right. just not enough of of the beauty and the organicness and the and the realness. You, they need to be, but if you have like a real nice piece of art, it can stand alone. So I have one more. It's kind of like the corollary on the, you need to make sure your rug is large enough. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same sort of thing with the curtains. You don't mm. want the panels to look too thin. You want to make sure they look nice and full. So good. that's a if, very good Look one. at your curtains. If they don't look full enough, you're going to probably need to go get another panel. Right. And um, go now before they run out of what mm-hmm. you Better fuller like, than Go get it than now thin. while they still have it. Mm-hmm. Right. Go get it now while they still have it. Mm-hmm. And see, that's so easy to fix. Uh, that happened to me here. Unless I thought, you bought it 20 years ago. Unless you bought it 20 probably. years ago. But here I bought some <laughs> uh, linen uh, draperies from Pottery Barn. You know, and they weren't cheap. So I was like, oh, you know, I just, and I was just really going for the the decorative look, the, adding some mm-hmm. of the fabric to have some soft A layer. Mm-hmm. A layer, because I have the natural wovens that are really providing the privacy that I need in the bedroom. So I thought, well, this is just on the side. I can probably get away with, you know, one panel each. I'm going to have them all, you know, scritched together on their rings, all just all over at one side. But man, did it look dumb. It looked like I had put like a, a, like a run of toilet paper. Like that, it just looked that <laughs> narrow. It just looked so bad. And I thought, you know, I've already spent this much money. I'm in this deep, you know, cause they were like a hundred something each. And I just, I bought, I bit the bullet and I went back and I bought, uh, I needed two more, you know, for one extra one for each mm-hmm. side. And it probably, truth be told, and maybe if they go on sale, I might even buy a third panel for each. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Because, you know, you think, oh, stretched out, that's a lot of fabric, but it's it's just really not when you hang it on a wall. Mm-hmm. Well, how big is your, are your, how wide are your windows? But they're not all that wide. They're very tall. But, but they just, must, th- you know, 
That must have been very thin panels then. Well, they're thin. They're not lined. They're, you know, very sort mm. of, um, you know, sort of, they're linen, but they're a, like a lighter, more like an Irish mm-hmm. linen. So, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a lot of heft to them. They're not lined. They're just, you know, linen. And so it didn't really look like much. And it actually looks better too, because I, and then, of course, had to add another set of rings. So another seven rings went on there. And oh. then it, so it all just looks better. Good. Yeah. So I if think you're having so the same, if anyone's feeling that way, like, my window treatment is just like, like eh, you know, it, it <laughs> might eh. just be there's not enough of that. Mm-hmm. And let, let me just throw another thing out there. And this takes a little more time, but this is something you can cer- most people can certainly do. If you have too many wall colors in your home. I think that is a very look of bygone days. Don't you girls? I think that if you have, you know, there's blue, there's a blue room and a pink room and a this room and a that room. I think, I think um, nowadays, I think it's a really good idea to keep most of your rooms either the same color or hues or shades of the same color that work really well together. So it's not so stark when you go from one room to another. And what a difference that makes in your house. Because believe me, I've had wallpaper and colors throughout this house and I've totally changed that. I mean, years ago, and it just felt so calm and it felt right and I think it was such a good feeling. So if you have a lot of different wall covers, colors in your house, and also be careful of that accent wall. You know, you don't want every room in your house to have an accent wall. And I think yeah, that's another- that's no accent. Either, right. That's anymore. exactly right. It's it a whole other language. <laughs> <laughs> it gets confusing. So yeah. make sure that you're looking very carefully. Do your do your rooms flow together? Or the colors, you know, the colors look nice together instead of just like, okay, we're in the blue room now, and oh, okay, yeah. we're in the right. pink bedroom. Yeah, right. No, I t- I so agree. And and if you've just painted a room, and we know pa- choosing paint is difficult, oh. we're with you on that. And it's just not right now that it's on the wall. As Anita said in the beginning, don't try to you know, keep decorating with something you really don't like. If you don't like that wall color, change it now. Yeah. yeah. And if you haven't, and it's been sitting there for a year, change it this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, call Bobby mm-hmm. and have him come do it. <laughs> I don't think he's in that busy uh, because it, you're never going to like it. And then, you know, as we discussed in the beginning, you, then you're going to be like, Oh, I don't like this. What fill in the blank color, but now I have to get fabric in this oh, film like color that. that I don't like. Right. So then every mm-hmm. it's never mm-hmm. you're never gonna like it. Change well it. To, that's exactly right. Well today we've talked about a lot of decorating um blunders that you could actually fix yourself. And so look around your house and see what things that you're maybe unhappy with or they don't sit well with you or they're just a little bit off and make a list of them and uh, tackle them one by one. It'll give you something fun to do. It'll also give you something a house that really looks beautiful because that's what we're all about here. We're here to help you create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody. We want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. 
or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.